space, the final frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamis Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation. But as they peer into the unknown, they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations. Welcome, everybody, to episode six of Star Trek Preservations. Very excited for, for today's episode. Today's episode is called Chasing After the Wind and very much comes on the heels of the episode that ran last month and the arrangement that was made between Captain Tobor and Damon Brazig, the, the Ferengi. Before we begin tonight, as always, let's go around the room and just introduce who is on tonight. Let's, let's see here. Let's start. Jakaya, let's start with you. N- name rank serial number yeah okay. <laughs> uh, sure i am jen and i am placing arza jakai a bajoran cardassian hybrid and i am a lieutenant and i'm the pilot the pilot okay commander tobor yeah hi i'm joe harney and i am playing commander sabian tobor the commanding officer of the uss delamis christian I'm just excited that I have finally figured out how to pronounce your last name. It's, I Hopefully I'll be able to make it through an entire episode without uh, mispronouncing it. Speaking of last names that I will never pronounce, Ocean, let's go to you. Okay. Hi, I'm Adam Scaramella, and I'll be playing Ocean Chizilwer, the Andorian tactical officer on the Delanus Christian. And Lieutenant Tanari. And I'm David Ryder. I'm playing Lieutenant Davidian Tanari, the Andorian chief engineer of the Delanus Christian. Excellent. All right. So tonight's episode is going to begin, like I said, this episode very much comes on the heels of last month's episode where you had successfully navigated the somewhat tricky diplomatic situation with the Zindi. They have been happily placed on a world and presumably are brooding left and right, uh, spring, love springs, eternal, all that stuff, but also signed a, a, uh, nego- a negotiated pact with uh, the Ferengi Damon Brazig to provide transport back and forth from not only the Zindi system, but also to various other space stations uh, in and around the area, including Aslan Station. But basically, he is serving as the transport conduit into the region of space where the Zindi now live. The episode tonight begins with the four of you summoned to Pritchard's office. His nice new shiny office having been given the reins over this region of space. He is no longer 
uh, attached directly to Starfleet Academy. He is now the commanding officer of this spa- this region of space. His title officially shifting from Commandant to Commodore. Elfitting conti- is continuing along as it goes along here. The Dalamas Christian, of course, is still based out of Aslan Station. A second ship has joined the Michael Collins, the USS Michael Collins, which you remember from a few episodes ago when uh, when you guys first met the commanding officer of the Michael Collins, um, Captain Irulan Rochefort, who Commander Tobor, Captain Rochefort quite well. But the Michael Collins is now stationed out of Asselin Station. It's a Luna-class vessel doing much more long-range survey missions and everything like that, as opposed to the fairly localized stuff that the Dolanus Christian has been going off of. And that's the first order of business that Pritchard wants to to discuss. He wants to uh, make sure that that you guys, as the senior staff of the Dolamus Christian, are properly outfitted in terms of if you feel like your crew complement is correct and appropriate. But also to go ahead and let you know that there has been some transfers from from folks who are on the Dolamus Christian to the Michael Collins. Basically, anyone that you don't see in the room here that had previously been in the room has been transferred to the Michael Collins, including your former XO. Uh, Derek Shaw, who is now uh, XO on the Michael Collins. Tobor Pritchard will tell you that that was a very strategic maneuver on his part because he wants to know what's going on that boat in much greater detail than than someone who isn't one of his people would maybe be forthcoming. He he trusts Shaw to be far more forthcoming about what's going on that boat than than maybe somebody who's not so close to him. And he very much wants to keep his people close and in positions of influence. So that would be the first question that Pritchard has for you is who you would like to fill your XO spot on the Dolomans Christian. Yes, I've been giving it quite a bit of thought. I think first let me start with Commodore, the lesser promotions. I have Alik Om as our... Uh, did a tremendous amount of work during the last mission, and I think she would make a, f- a fine promotion to our chief science officer. I know we were supposed to receive that new experimental emergency science hologram, but that, mm. the outfitting for that system never quite was able to interface with our shipboard systems. They. Sabre class appears to have not have been designed in mind for supporting a full holographic life form, so Fair enough. I wish them well on uh, whatever ship uh, they (laughs) are going to build from scratch that has that functionality. So she's makes it, will make an excellent science officer candidate. Also uh, Lieutenant J.G. Najjar showed exceptional resourcefulness in the diplomatic incident here in the station in tracking down the saboteur, as well as showing great initiative when we were dealing with the Talarians. So I would, since it appears Chief Warrant Officer Vila Lore is being reassigned as well, I would like for the Lieutenant to receive a much duly deserved promotion and then take over as Chief of Security. Absolutely. In terms of Najar, you're absolutely right. And based on your previous recommendation, that's actually where he is right now. He's taking his lieutenant's exam, which is why he won't be going on this mission with you. 
wholeheartedly agree with your recommendation, as well as the uh, the promotion for your new science officer. Absolutely. That's without a doubt. The experimental science holograms, look, we're going to be dealing with a lot of very sensitive equipment. Tanari, you've seen on the ship here. We have a lot of experimental technology that we're rolling out here because we have a very specific mission that we're doing. And so certainly having a more hands-on crew that can, can learn and understand and live with these systems better, I fully agree with you. That is the technology that has its time and perhaps its place is not here. So as for XO, I know this actually came at me pretty pretty out of the blue. I haven't had a much opportunity to discuss it with uh, the rest of the staff and myself. I know Lieutenant Commander Ocean has shown uh, great initiative, but his tactical acumen is bar none. However, I'm not sure if, if that is a role he wishes to step into. I haven't had it. This will be the first opportunity I've had to, so I don't want to particularly spring it upon him. Understood. If, if you'd like spring, to discuss. Springing like away. Ocean? I would be honored. So then would he also stay on as chief of security or would you make him exclusively your XO? It's well, a lot he's of work the, for one person. Yeah. He's the, he's our, we slotted him in as a senior tactical officer. As Lieutenant Jar takes over as chief of security, He'll fill that stand behind me on the rail and, and fire the torpedoes. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Congratulations, Ocean, then. Thank you, sir. Excellent. You're going to look great in red. <laughs> excellent. Uh, and I'm sure that if there are other crew needs that that you feel the Dalamas Christian needs, even on, on some of the lower decks and the yeoman sort of roles, I'm assuming that you'll be able to get me crew reports and manifests to go ahead and help outfit that fairly well, quickly. Well, XO, I believe you have your first new assignment. <laughs> Perfect delegation. Excellent. So the other bit that I wanted to discuss, and, and he has a, a pad on his desk that if you're skilled at reading upside down, clearly has the terms of the treaty, the final terms of the treaty between the Federation and Damon Brazig regarding the the shipping and receiving contract that he's been awarded. The terms are very much what you remember. There are maybe some small differences in some of the details, but the long and the short of it is that he has exclusive shipment rights for 10 years and that the Federation will outfit him to go ahead and ensure that his fleet is able to to meet the demands of, of, the, of the job that he He's going to be be put in front of him. And so as Pritchard's talking about the second point of business here, he taps the pad, is, is this treaty. Now, I recognize, and he'll sit back in his chair, I recognize that my, my, uh, I, I appreciate what this is going to say to people about the, about the way that the Federation is trying to, to, to change and to grow in the wake of such war and devastation. And so I recognize the importance of, of this sort of, of this sort of thing. This is a resource strap because there's a security detail that comes along with this. And I don't want you to think that, that this is punitive, but it's going to take some time to get another ship out here to be permanently assigned to this security detail. So for a month or so, the Christian's going to need to fill that role. Uh, we have the Michael Collins, like I said, out doing some of the long-range exploration, gathering some intelligence that we're hoping that the Christian will be using uh, going forward. But we are going to need you to go out for a few weeks until 
a ship can be allocated here to the sector to take over this position permanently. And I recognize that uh, this kind of caught me a little bit, a little bit by surprise that the the amount of requirement that was going to be necessary. But I want you to realize that my I don't like setbacks, Tobor. You know this. You all know this. I don't care for setbacks. We're out here on a very important mission. Think. Tobor, you and I had this conversation. I'm not yelling. I am not I, I am not throwing things, which is apparently considered poor form. I'm trying to adapt to change a, a little bit here, but I'm not pleased. <laughs> I appreciate you interacting with me as this was going on, but what Starfleet Diplomatic has sent over is more than I expected. And I so I'm going to need I'm going to need you all to fill this role for me for a little bit while we get through this period of transition. Uh, I hope that your relationship with Brazig was strong enough that he would not be displeased to see you. I should hope not. We made a fairly good impression on each other. And of course, the call, the Christian's mission profile is of patrol and uh, security. I had expected nothing less. That is, of course, always the challenge with growth and exploration is that each step you take outwards puts us one step further away from our logistical supply lines. And it's always been a chicken and egg situation on getting enough resources to cover the exponential area in which we expand in towards. Yeah, and I think that's a very that's a very apt way of putting it. And like I said, I recognize the importance of collaboration and communication and our new Ferengi friends recognize that this is a very lucrative deal for them, but is also a very important deal uh, for us. It's, a, it's going to allow stable transport to allow us to go ahead and continue to receive some of the very important, the very important things that the station is going to need to function. We're way out in the middle of nowhere out here, so supply lines are as you said, very important. So I would say then without your next orders then would be to go ahead and rendezvous with Damon Brazig. I'm sure that he can give you a rundown. It's only been a few weeks that things have been running. So I'm sure that he would be able to give you the rundown in terms of uh, any outward security concerns that you need to be looking at. Otherwise, do what you do, Commander Tobor, and uh, diplomat to the extreme. Just make sure that everybody's happy. That is always the goal. Those were the two pieces of business that I had for you. Is there anything while you're here and while I have time allocated that I can do for you? So, with the Zindi now occupying their new colony homeworld, I assume their this Corps of Engineers is planning on setting up a subspace relay station and all the bells and whistles that go along with a frontier colony? Oh, of course. Yes. Of do course. we have an estimate on... When that will occur? I think that really depends on <clears throat> Damon Brezik, of course, being the one who is uh, primarily handling the transportation between all between Federation Corps and and this new frontier. He has the shipping lanes. He has the contracts. He has the ships now. His ships are still in process. If you look at the space docks here at the station, you'll see a couple of them are still being worked on. But for the most part, his fleet is up and running. That may be a question for him when you're there to go ahead and see how progress is going on that. He may have some insight. Excellent. And then I guess the only other thing to check in would be, have we heard anything more from the Talarians? I know their festival of sports and games was supposed to be coming here in the near future. 
is still going. Uh, negotiations are continuing on that front, but uh, yeah, it does seem like we will be hosting the Talarians. I'm sure. Well, because they have their yeah. annual game sport sporting event celebration festival. The the background data was a little unclear, but the prefect from invited us to send a team to participate. So, oh, just. I know that uh, got sent to you a while ago, but the Zindi yeah. crisis happened. Just right, wanting yes. to bump that to the top of your mailbox, sir. Yeah, no, we will. Uh, we will make sure to go ahead and put out a showing. Uh, I'll have my. I'll have my assistant contact you, and uh, we'll make sure that this uh, that you're back on on duty back here at the station before that happens. I would certainly wouldn't want to miss that. Yeah, I would. I would personally love to go ahead and see you all uh, competing in feats of strength and dexterity. Excellent. Then I'm going to need, Mr. Ocean, we're going to need some more Vulcans assigned to the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Anything further then before I, before you guys have your last night here at the station before shipping out? Mr. Tanari, team, anyone? Nothing comes to mind that wasn't already in your report. No, and all the engineering supplies are already on board, sir. Excellent. Arza shakes her head slightly as she's standing there at attention. Very good. That's all we've got for you, sir. We'll get underway as soon as we can. Okay. Excellent. You are given leave to go ahead and leave at whenever you would like. Is there an, then anything else that you would like to do on station? When do you plan on leaving Tilbor? This meeting was probably early in the morning, so there's still there would be time. It's probably I'm not sure if it was established how far away how far away it was in a line, but it's probably like a couple days travel. No need to go at maximum warp. Cruising um, you know. speed. Exactly. Nice cruising speed, couple days worth of travel, so you'll have some you'll have some some time on boat before you get there and you have up to you could leave first thing in the morning or you could leave now depending on how you feel. I'd like the mission to proceed. Do we know which of the runabouts we'll have with us? Sure. You would have so the medical shuttle is back as is I think all of them I think all three of them are on board. So you have the medical bus, you have the tank abbot and then the, the eagle. The, the eagle, thank you. Yeah. Yep. All of them have been returned to the Dilemma's Christian. And then we would still have the Kitty Hawk. Is that the that uh, was the shuttle, shuttle right? we modified last time? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. I think for this mission, we'll probably take the Eagle and the Nessie because if the if there isn't going to be any kind of hiccup with the Zindi colony having the m- more advanced medical runabout, will be helpful. And then since we are this is still a pretty new, unexplored area of space. We can send out the Eagle to do some local scouting of the star system and get it fully mapped and start taking the surveys of all the mineral resources and all that jazz that comes along with finding a new star system. Before we leave, I'd like to amend the uh, my recommendation from before. If Lieutenant Tashi is being transferred to the Michael Collins, we will be in need of a new chief medical officer. Yes. Fair enough, then. We'll begin the requisition process to go ahead and bring a new one. For now, emergency medical holograms can do you until then, but we'll uh, we'll get working on allocating one to your ship. Yep. As you say. So. Okay. Anything further? We're on our home station, right? Correct. Yep. All right. Arza will have visited, before we ship out at least, she will have visited her brother. 
Leaving again, Arza, huh? It's the job. Explain to me, Josh, is he living on station then? My brother? Yes. Yes, he owns a general goods store. Oh, okay. Cal, Arza Cal is his name. He owns Cal's General Goods, and he is full Bajoran. And he's my younger half-brother. Excellent. Noted. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. How long are you going to be gone this time? Profits, no. I do not. I see. Fine. Is there anything that you need me to attend to while you're gone? Water my plants. Hopefully. Sure, that's fine. Got anything you want to give me before I leave? Your big sister needs something tasty to remember her brother by. Let's see. Can you tell me where you're going? No. How am I supposed to know what you need? I don't, I'm, know who, I don't know how to tell you how to bribe people if I don't know who you're going to be bribing. That's not what I'm asking for. Do you have any wonderful snacks that I can hide away that nobody knows about that are just for me? Spoil your older sister. Let's see. Yes. How about... Okay, so he... We just got these in. I want you to try them. And he reaches behind counter and he pulls up a box. It's like a... It's made of like thin, almost like pastry shop cardboard. And he opens it up and there are these these pastries inside that are a wonderful golden brown. And the smell is somewhat like... It's like a ginger and lime sort of thing. Um, it's got like this this kind of like bitter sweetness, but also this kind of like a, a spice note to it. That looks and smells delicious, and I will send you a full report as always. Excellent. Let me find out where they're from. Yes, these these come from the new colony on Browder 4. Uh, it's, they've been, we've been terraforming that for years, and finally it's getting to the point that some of the colonies are starting to go ahead and develop culinary things. It's made with a plant, apparently, that, they, that grows there. So, how interesting. I haven't tried them myself, but they smell delightful. She'll leave one on the counter for him and do one of those things and struts off. Fabulous. Kiss, kisses him on the cheek, ruffles his hair, and then struts off. Be safe, sis. Always. Okay. All right. Anything further? So is the Michael Collins on station, or is it out deployed? Michael Collins is out. Okay. So then I don't really have anything particular. Just make sure all the necessary supplies are loaded and everything's taken care of, and then we can probably get out of Dodge. All right. Yep. The the station crews will tell you that the Delano's Christian is fully served, ready for your departure at your command, sir. All right. As soon as the pilot gets back, we can leave. All right. (laughs) Here at Tabletop Journeys, we've leveled up our game, and we're prepared to make your next role legendary. We've just started a partnership with FanRoll Dice, and they have over 300 product options to choose from. Gemstone, metal, new liquid core dice, and so much more. Better yet, listeners to the Tabletop Journeys podcast can get 10% off on their orders when they follow the link below and use discount code PODCAST10. A portion of these purchases come back to us, and this is a great way for you to help support the show.
the Christian pulls out of space dock, I'm assuming sets sets coordinates, takes off at medium warp. Any desire to go ahead and go beyond cruising speed, Tobor? Like I said, it's about a two day it's about a two day cruise. Otherwise, I don't see any reason to put any strain on the engines unless we get stand distress calls or anything. Fair enough. While we're on this cruise, again, uh, a fairly straightforward uh, voyage over there. Tanari, is there anything in engineering on the ship that you that you want attended to or anything that you want to attend to while en route? Nothing catastrophic. I think probably the starboard power couplings we are trying to get fixed and replaced while in at the station, so keep an eye on those. Yep. They have been replaced based on your recommendation, obviously, and they had that new coupling smell, but other than that, they seem to be functioning properly at this point. But keep an eye on those to make sure that they're working properly. Maybe every once in a while, recommend to the bridge that we go to occasional bursts of high speed just to see how they react. All right. Uh, Tobor, any issues with that? No, if it's necessary as part of the maintenance routine, we'll okay. play around with it. We have two days of playing around with it, so that's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Excellent. So that's certainly something they seem to be functioning normally within normal parameters on that. Warp field efficiency isn't any better, so it doesn't seem to be has improved the performance of the ship. But everything seems to at least it's not the couplings themselves aren't seem to be don't seem to be drawing any unusual power or or any sort of any sort of adverse effects. Okay. That being the case, I'm going to get the crew working on increasing the warp field efficiency because it's got to be better than the Michael Collins. Yep. <laughs> Let's see here. The warp field efficiency right now is around 89%, so a little bit lower than than w- would be optimal. Let's see. And the Michael Collins, of course, the new ship on the block. Let's see. Yeah, they're right now they are running at about 93%. So certainly this is something that you can engage the uh, the engineering group on to go ahead and perform. They'll be running a, a series of tests and everything like that. But let's let's go ahead and start. Uh, I want to do an extended challenge kind of thing here to go ahead and see see how this would start. So I, I think the describe to me. Yeah. So you're giving the, you're chief of security. So you're basically giving these orders. I would say uh, something along the lines of like command would certainly be kind of part of your part of your role here. A command and control, coordinating a group of subordinates, that kind of thing. Or are you trying to be something more? Are you how? Describe to me like how are you trying to motivate them? What's their? What should be their motivation here? I'm trying to impose on them a pride of the ship and competition. You know that okay? There's this fancy new ship that's come off the that's been assigned here that's come off the come out of the dockyards of Utopia Planitia we can be better than them I like it I like it that sounds like command and presence to me would a composure focus count for that what does a composure focus what are the what's the focus composure Sure, I can give you composure on this. Yeah, if you're trying, if you so you're trying not to be. So if you're thinking a composure focus in this regard, I would say that you're trying to instill a sense of pride in the ship and competitive nature without being like frothy about it. You're not trying to be like, oh, those damn Michael Collins people. It's you're right. trying I'm to be trying more. Not to, I'm yeah. trying not to drive them. Seem like it's a yeah. deadline kind of thing. I'm just trying to make yeah make them proud of the ship and you know give them something to work towards you know? yeah i'm thinking like uh, in master and commander there that kind of very much adam boys but not yeah. but again not not being malicious about it and that's how i'm seeing composure yeah all right sure okay what was the role we're 
so we're talking com we're talking command and presence, and I want to know how many successes you get on your two die. All right. Go so there. I have a total of ten. I've got mm -hmm. on those an eleven and sixteen. Success. No successes. Okay. All right. You get the feeling like maybe this is a like this is a role that you're that they either don't see you it's cuz I mean, think about how kind of Tanari has been from an engineering point of view up until this point in the season right he's done a lot of daring engineering -y type stuff and maybe they are looking at this as uh oh Tanari's trying to be like what's why is Tanari being like this like why is not he being like like we should not like the Michael Collins. We should like maybe composure was the wrong choice here. Like we should be better than that. This isn't so. I think maybe they're they're not they're not buying. Why, why am I trying to do a Picard speech? Exactly. Why are you trying to be Captain Picard when you're clearly not even Jordy? Even Jordy was cut from. But, but think about like Barkley. How Barkley was always doing like weird things, right? And he had zero leadership ability, right? So it's, so you're not Barkley, but like, you have that, that like daring aspect to you. You've done a lot of you've done a lot of daring engineering -y types things, and so just standing on a soapbox and saying we should improve the efficiency is sure, but like how? <laughs> so they're, they're maybe they're not buying it, but we can go ahead and give you a chance to go ahead and try this again later. So they're working on it, but they seem like maybe their hearts aren't in it. Like they're like, uh -huh, sure, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna retune the EPS conduits while we're at it, sir. This is how junior engineers learn to be commanders. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I'm also working on the um, theory for it as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe that's why. It's just you had you ever seen like the Hudsucker proxy where he's got like the picture of a hula hoop on a mapkin and nobody knows what it is. That's where it's at right now. Like you've got like the illustration drawn out, but no one's really oh, that just I don't even know what even is that? That kind of thing. And so the inspiring speech maybe didn't land quite the way you hoped it to. So so how about you, Ocean? I uh, know other than looking at crew manifests to go ahead and make sure that the the ship is properly outfitted. How what else is is Ocean doing while y'all are in transit? Probably meeting with the section heads to get a better sense and establish a relationship with them, especially the medical department, just to get a sense of who they are and what kind of person might actually fit there yep. that they'll be able to work under. Sure, yeah. Honestly, they would say that medical on this boat's pretty straightforward or pretty easy. We really haven't been called to go ahead and do much yeah. of anything. So someone, what they would really, they're both lower ranked, lower ranked officers. Like one is an ensign and one is a specialist. They would definitely be looking for someone that could do mentoring and good leadership skills who would be willing to elevate them beyond where they are. Not someone who's going to come in and just like bark orders. They don't do a lot of like research. They're not super into like the sciencey aspects of medicine. Sure, maybe a little bit, but that's really not. They just want to be, they just want to be medical techs, but someone that can help. They're like junior developers who want to be mid-level developers. They're like, in terms of the other departments, let's see. So obviously, Tsunari, uh, how do you feel about the engineering crew right now? Is that, do you feel like you are... Missing anything key or anything that you'd need? Don't feel like we're missing anything, no. Okay. As he thinks about his flopping on an inspiring speech. Right, yeah. So he's, he's maybe, his ego's maybe a little bit bruised right now, but yeah. Ocean's really just going to do what he's seen from before from other commanding officers. Is that it, this is just a, a get to know you. He's not stepping in. In past scenarios, he has been a little bit of a taskmaster when he deals with people, but... Yep. It's going to be a little bit more measured. So. Yep. Fair enough. A leak is very much like, I honestly don't know yet. I've only had the job for half a day. Let me get my bearings and let me and let you know. 
All right, and then in terms of of con, uh, is there anything in particular that that you're doing on the on the con front, I'm, or anything that you feel like you need? I don't feel like we need anything. I'm just monitoring ETAs and so on and so forth with these bursts of speed that engineering is pushing <laughs> yep. me through to make sure yep. that my arrival time is correct, etc. Yeah, you guys have been cruising at probably like warp six or something like that, and one kind of burst up to high rank and then back down. When it came back down, you did notice warp engine proficiency had dropped from 89 to 87%. So that's impacting your ETA a little bit, but not really enough to be substantial, more just enough to be annoying. So you're just like, you're burning through 0.1% more fuel than you expected to be burning through at this stage. So it's just, again, irritating more than... So, yeah. yeah, so I'll be noting it and keeping an eye and just being like... Exactly. Yep. And, Captain, anything else on shipwide or anything? With two days, are you planning anything special uh, during the transport? Are you keeping everything tight and to the best right now to go ahead and get there and, and get on? Yeah, so mostly what I'm doing during this period, I uploaded pretty much everything that the Federation has on Brezig since we met at random in that system. But since then... I'm going over like every piece of intelligence and information on him that we could beg, borrow, buy, and steal um, from Starfleet. So I want to know what particular species is his mother's favorite tube grub, like all of his past business dealings, what they had to say about it, everything that, you know, because it was mentioned he did work briefly for Cassidy Yates out of DS9. So I want to essentially do all of the deep background information to get a real sense of who he is as an individual and like sure. where are the diplomatic buttons that I can push. Yep, absolutely. So Brazig was, he's your stereotypical Ferengi, right? He Rules of acquisition had allowed him to gather a, a ragtag group of ships that he had been basically running low-level transport routes. You find some interesting information in terms of the the way that he came to be the person that owned the shipping routes when you first encountered him because remember that was the that he claimed ownership of the of the, the system at the time and that was the, that was the bartering ship that he had he had mining rights that he wanted to go ahead and make sure were honored in this and that was his negotiating chip in all of this and he is very aware of kind of his his position and the job that he has now been tasked with doing and that he has that in the the role that he has taken in this he is very excited for how lucrative this opportunity is going to be for him while also not uh, uh, not being... He's not adversarial to the Federation at all. In fact, something that is this lucrative to him has warmed him up a little bit to the Federation. I would say that he's he is very happy to be in this deal for a variety of reasons and very happy to, as he has said it, uh, very happy to put, put the needs of the Federation in the same pocket with his wallet, I guess is the best way to go ahead and put it, so... Perfect. Yeah. So uh, pretty much studying that, doing the reading on that, just going through all the Zin the traffic, diplomatic traffic between the Zindis and the and the Starfleet diplomatic corps regarding the treaty and how like the initial reports are coming, what like what are they starting to need, need and 
what yep. are their logistical demands and pretty much anything I think could be useful in dealing with Brezig. Sure. Just for the record, those those records on Brazic would probably be su- supplemented with the information that I was able to gather through external contacts, shall we say. Yep, yep. Yeah, and how nefarious are those external ca- contacts? Uh, I grew up on a uh, frontier world in the demilitarized zone, so there was a lot of smuggling going on. And while my father was the essentially the constable there, sure. there were some dealings and whatnot that we had to let go there were smugglers and whatnot that i'm acquainted with them yeah they would say that sure they've dealt with damon brazig before what ferengi hasn't at some point done something a little gray but that for the most part that has stopped in the last month like like full stop like he is now all of a sudden very much by the book very much doesn't want to run a follow of the federation because he very much values this contract he does not want to give the federation any ideas why they should stop doing it um and it was like it was not that he did a bunch before like dabbled before but it's like yep for the last three weeks or so done if they like like to the point where he has if smuggler tom needed him to go ahead and run something two weeks from now like Two weeks from now, or a week before that, after his contract with the Federation went into place, he contacted Smuggler Tom and said, Smuggler Tom, you're going to need to find another boat. I'm out and dropped contact. So not like I'll do it for more money or I'll do it with some other consideration or anything like that. He's He seems to have gone totally legit where he was maybe a little gray before without any surprise. Anybody else? Yeah, with just standard shipboard procedures. Yep. Making sure all sit all everything's at peak performance. Kind of note the little bit of t- tweaking and tuning that the engineering department's going through, and I will very subtly inquire if there's any what's anything going on. What do you? I trust your intuition now, Lieutenant. So are you th- thinking there's something wrong, or is this just trying to? be at peak efficiency with regard no, nothing's going on here everything's fine how are you <laughs> nope it's all good no we're just all we've got some new transfers in we're just all getting used to each other all right because yeah i assume you probably were in like main engineering like at the like main panel like looking at the warp core yeah. doing that and like from over your right hand shoulder like a cup of like Andorian iced coffee like lands in front of you and I'm standing there just like also with the cup of Andorian coffee and just looking at the warp core and it's like a a, a pad in one hand with the latest engineering report and a cup of coffee (laughs) yeah (laughs) figure I'd just come down and see how things are going put my own two eyeballs on things things are going According to schedule, sir. When was the last time you slept? What day is it? Exactly. <laughs> I'll let you in on a little secret, Mr. Tanari. The most difficult and finicky piece of hardware to keep at peak performance in any starship is its personnel. Dilithium, warp cores, plasma conduits, all those things can be easily replaced and replicated. 
We're not even at a crisis point yet. Yes, sir. Um, message received. Grab some shut-eye and book a couple hours in the holodeck. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes. And no workshop building and tinkering. Something fun. No, let me rephrase. Tinkering is fun for engineers. Something relaxing. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Right. I think I've got a new Shran Hollow novel I've been wanting to try out. Outstanding. Excellent. Walk back out to the turbo lift and shh, shh. All right. So again, it's about a two-day trip into into the star system, and the the outpost that is that is under construction. You can see that there are several kind of newly retrofitted freighters touring around the area. Ships are coming in, ships are going out. It seems to be some activity going on. And when you drop out of warp and in there, you are you receive a hail from the outpost. Oh, I think that's my cue. Do you answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Message for you, sir. Captain, we're being hailed. Very good. Put it on screen. Damon Brazig himself sitting in his nicely apportioned office, uh, full on velvet and velour and gold touches adorning the walls, uh, a stack of latinum coins on his desk there, and greets you, Captain Tobor. Very nice to see you. Welcome back. It has been so long. How are the kids? Kids are fine. I, I'm, I'm surprised to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Are you going to be stationed here for long? Starfleet was not expecting us to come to such a amicable accord so quickly. So the logistical supply chain of getting other vessels repositioned out this far is taking a little bit longer. I believe they're trying to sail upstream in the the great river of the material continuum, as you would say. Mm, yes, indeed. Indeed. It is. It was very easy from my side to, to negotiate an amicable contract because the terms that the Federation offered me were so friendly. It was really, it is my pleasure to continue the excellent work that we are doing here in supporting the Zindi and the Federation as a whole. Your Commandant Pritchard seemed very welcoming. Indeed. And one of the pieces of business is I want to just check in and get a status update and be able to put my own eyes on the progress so I can report back to the Commodore on the great work that is being done on behalf of the Federation and its citizens out here. Yes, certainly. The progress is as as fast as the shipments uh, can take it. Do I wish that the ships moved faster? Of course I wish the ships moved faster because time is money. But the progress, progress travels as fast as warp does, yeah? So I have been told. Are you here for for anything in particular, or just to be helpful? You were so very helpful last time. Are you just here to be helpful again? We'll help in any way we can, but we are very curious on any updates and estimations you have on the timeline on getting the station up and running, most specifically its defensive capabilities, because Mm, until that is uh, online, there is a period of vulnerability for anyone who wishes to do ill. For all of us, really. Vulnerability for all of us until this is done. It is true. It is true. The timelines perhaps are 
slower than estimates had originally revealed, and I am not trying to go ahead and say that I am looking for more compensation to make them faster. However, if there was more compensation available to make them faster, perhaps that would work. But uh, absent of that, and I am not looking to violate the terms of our contract. Again, very happy with the terms of our contract. I wish to underscore that emphatically, that very happy with the terms of our contract. There is something though that if if you were uh, if you were an adventuring enterprising type that that perhaps you could look into for me there there may be a little something shall we discuss it over dinner i think that would be fabulous I, dinner would be amazing why don't you why don't you there there's a port free of course uh, for the dilemma's christian of course you and your senior staff uh, joining me for evening for dinner this evening as my guests I, we will roll out we will roll out the carpet for you I noticed you didn't say the red carpet. Yeah. That's extra. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The the carpet may be a little worn. You will know exactly where to step. That's a bonus. Yeah. Yes. Me and my officers shall join you for dinner. Fabulous. I look forward to it. Excellent. Excellent. Christian Um, Clare. Yep. You are a con is sent. Docking instructions. They're not used to ships the size of a of a starship, so it, it is fine. It all works out. And then uh, actually, Lieutenant, yeah. take us into a station keeping orbit. I want to, and then deploy the eagle. I want to start making sure that we get enough sensor readings of this star system. Yep, feeling a little exposed without our standard observational satellite posting throughout the immediate vicinity. I, sir, covert or overt sensor sweeps oh us are i'm not looking for i just don't want us docked to the station if someone shows up i that excellent all right you will anybody else be joining you other than than the four of you on the eagle is everyone gonna, everyone else gonna stay on the boat or i figure we just transport over and so just i think mostly Senior staff, so bring Najar and Alik. Yep. Najar is not with you, remember. Najar oh, is, right. is not taking his lieutenant. Uh, so so. Vasili, I guess, is his two IC then. All right. And then who do you want piloting the Eagle doing the sensor sweep? Would you want Jakara to do that? Jakara to do that? No, just whoever. What was that? Asha, the Denobulan ensign. Get the flight crew out and just start. There's teen moons in... Yep. orbit of this gas giant that we're around so go start mapping moons and so <laughs> here's some more lower deck activities exactly yeah i sir <laughs> yeah exactly going to dinner i'm gonna put in there that i probably got a care package for my folks of a case of endorian ale so i'll bring Ooh. over a, i'll bring over a bottle as a present for the daemon i like it i like it all right, and Arza, are you bringing your the pastries that your brother gave you? No, <laughs> those are mine. Yep. If you have never been on a long deployment, those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Those were um, squirreled away as soon as I got on board. <laughs> excellent, perfect. 
you are obviously you're not giving quarters on the station because again it's very much in progress of being built and they know that you have quarters uh, on ship so why would you stay on station but that uh, you are basically escorted at the appropriate hour to to Damon Brazig's dining room which is just as opulent as you would assume a, a Ferengi shipping mogul his dining room is the the smell of Catharian crab kind of uh, wafts gently in the room surprisingly delicious smelling Ferengi food which doesn't really have a reputation for being particularly good. Catharian crabs are fairly large, soft-shelled mollusks. They have that nice kind of like orangey-red color of something that has been prepared very well of that of that type. And there's also some additional things like on buffet style, on a large table at the front of the room, some slug liver and beetle purees and stuff like that. It's just some various still-moving insectoid creatures. Yeah, that kind I'm of thing. Sure, I ate worse during the occupation. Mm-hmm. Yep, something that looks like like half cut like acorn squash, but the inside has this kind of white and green fur running on the inside. Uh, if it were, if this were Earth and it was human food, you would think that it got like moldy, but uh, it seems to be out with the rest of the food, just sitting there. And after a few minutes, Damon Brazig comes in, and and again in. In opulent fashion, like he's wearing a cape, new boots, these sorts of things. He's very much, he's very much seems to be, to be, to living the high life. And, and he sits down gracefully at a chair. Just sit, please. We are friends here. There's no need for formality. You do not need to wait for me to come into the room to sit. Please enjoy what I have for you. And smile. So I, I sit, and I build, start building the plate and everything. And I just look up and come. I see you have your priorities in order, Damon. Of course, it is. It, it is. What, life is not worth living if one does not live well, right? I mean, it is. You know, give him the bottle of ale as a present from Starfleet. And he and Tenari, he knows you, right? Like he would know you on uh, on a name basis, so he wouldn't think that you were like he met you last time and you guys had any kind of conversation. Or, yeah, so Tenari, a gift. Ah, I am awestruck with your generosity, my friend. Uh, you are. We will open this immediately and and share it with dinner. Certainly. Good so, good ale's meant to be shared. And he claps his hands, and and several glasses are brought around to. And as long as your commanding officer does not mind you imbibing on the job, eh? That does that is as long as that works. We're off duty. Yeah, fabulous, excellent. See, no, nothing official here. Right? Even even chiefs of security have have, have downtime. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, it's not all work in Starfleet. <laughs> It is a lot of work. Let us not minimize the work that you are doing. It is a lot of work. I am glad that you can sit down and share a meal with me. You seemed intrigued when I said that there is something that I could ask you to do for me. Always willing to hear a proposition. It is a small thing. It really... It is not a small thing. I Unfortunately. Things are going well, but as I said, I do wish that the... The ships moved faster, and it was—it is nothing to do with the work that your federation did to outfit them. The engines that you have put on are—they are top of the line. They are fabulous, way better than I could have done on my own. And I am thankful to the federation for keeping that part of their bargain so exquisitely. They are really—they are works of engineering marvel. They really are. The issue is more of a matter of. Celestial geography, shall we say. Between here and many of the the areas that I am asked to pick up things from and bring things to, there is a nebula that 
If we could go through the nebula, as opposed to around the nebula, we would get there much faster. It's a really long way to go around the nebula. So we've tried this. We have tried this. It's just a nebula. We should be able to go through it. It's lots of gas, open space. It should be fabulous. There is however. something... Up however, yes, <laughs> you know me well, Tobor. There is a however. We don't know why. We are not the keen scientific engineering minds that you are. So we do not know why this happens. But... There is something about the nebula and your new warp engines that eh, they, they do not get along. They don't explode. It is not dangerous. But they just don't work. It is faster for us to go around the nebula than through the nebula because of the amount of time it takes us to go through the nebula. That is less than optimal. And really, I just have the Federation's interests at hearts here. You know how important it is what we are doing out here. And if we could get the defensive and offensive capabilities up a little bit more, if we could get your subspace relay, for example, up and running. Anything that can get you back on schedule would be advantageous. I would think even way ahead of schedule. Exactly. We are, the schedule is slipping a little bit right now, and we could not only make up the last time, but maybe even get done sooner with a bonus. It'd be fabulous for all sides to make sure that happened. And so if you are looking for something to do, I am sure that the Tanare there, I'm sure that the minds in his engineering group, top of their class, I'm sure each and every one, I'm sure that they would be able to reason through, that they would be able to find a pathway through this nebula. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, as they say. Like a very straightforward. I see. Of course, any straightforward proposition has no strings attached to it whatsoever. Uh, who says strings? No, no. I believe no, there's no, several no. rules of acquisition about strings. Okay, so <laughs> I will level with you, Tobor. So here is the thing. If I am moving shipments faster, I am making more money. And granted, I am doing more work for you and your federation. But that's enough for me because I make a lot of money. And if I can move stuff faster from my non-federation clients, I can charge more. Our, our prices are set. There is, it is, it is set in stone. Uh, our our lawyers have met. Your lawyers have met. Everybody has met. Our prices are set in stone. So I am not talking about charging you more. I I I, I mean, I could give you faster turnaround time. Perhaps when we renegotiate in a couple years, that is a chip that I would keep in my pocket. I would certainly not want to do anything to to make the Federation second guess my position here. But everybody else, they pays more if the boat goes faster. Is Brazik the only Ferengi in this dinner at this dinner? There are some attendants moving around, but he's the only one that seems to be talking. Because as the two of them are talking and he's being flamboyantly boisterous, I'm trying to pick up on the not just his reactions, but the rest of his crew's reactions that let's just make sure there's they're not there isn't that sign that they're hiding something like there's something else sure. in that nebula that they want us to go deal with sure so. yep uh i will happily give you a roll on that what okay. how would you like to evaluate that uh so this would be something that um almost like watching people play poker picking up on their tells and whatnot sitting around watching my watch my father and are one of my parents and some of the other people doing the planning and talking about things and so forth. I think it would be insight, but I don't know 
Yep, I like insight. Okay. So, I don't want to always put forward security, but I don't see any other <laughs> discipline that would fit. Yep. So. Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm not thinking anything other than security on this front. Like, really, like you're trying to go ahead and. Yeah. yeah it says. So I'm using this handy dandy adventure attribute discipline combo cheat sheet, and it says literally for insight security, judge whether someone is a threat or spot an ambush or trap. Ah. Okay. So that's so that's that is literally the definition of insight and security. So I think I appreciate you trying to think outside of the security box. However, yep. as a security person, roll your insight and security. Okay. And I said that this is a difficulty one challenge. Okay. I rolled a nineteen and a six, so it's not a uh, right. Six sounds like a success, though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you are. So that's enough to go ahead and meet the challenge. So that's fine. The attendants that are in the room are. They do seem aware that of the nebula that he is talking about, and they've been in. Pre, they've been present for enough conversations. They probably don't pilot uh, the ships themselves, but he's been. They've been in enough conversations where they've been discussed to know what's going on, and the sense that you get from them is that they do think that there is something unusual about the nebula but they really don't know what it is and they're sort of a little intimidated by it maybe intimidated is the wrong word but it's more that they don't want to they don't necessarily want to deal with it they want someone else to deal with it for them because they think that like investigating a sciency nebula and sorting out having to go ahead and science the crap out of whatever it is that's going in there is really not something that they want to be spending any time on. So it's it's a mix of the two. It's Yeah, something's up, but we don't want to do it because it might be vaguely dangerous and it's hard and it's not something that like they really want to spend time on. So they'd like it to be done, but they don't want to do it. That's the feeling you get. Understood. I wish you had been able to tell us this sooner because the Michael Collins was just left for another mission and its resources and its mission profile is set up to be far better at these scientific mysteries than the Dalamish Christian. I'm, I hate to admit it, but there are ships in the fleet that do things better than others. And my vessel, while a fine vessel, is not very equipped for science activities. So I, I we're not the best people for this things. End up taking a little longer to fly around, but it would be nice to be able to cut through the nebula. Um, yeah. It really would. I, I think really uh, take the time that you need, Commander. I understand. Look, look, I if there's anybody that understands a limit in resources, it is me. Just look at the things that are missing from this room. They will eventually be put in here, and I believe your ship will also be able to go ahead and adequately perform the task. And and as far as not saying something ahead of time, like I did not want to bother my new friends. This was the Federation has already done so much for me that uh, that I. I did not want to I, I did not want to impose on that friendship i was th this is merely me bringing it to your attention since you were kind enough to ask if there was anything that you could do i'm doing a Fair favor enough. for you by giving you a job i appreciate that starfleet keeps me very busy with jobs yep i'm curious though if you were able to go through the nebula how much more would you be able to charge how grateful would you be for our assistance very grateful perhaps hmm. 
how... 20% grateful? Maybe not 20% grateful. Maybe 4% grateful. That doesn't... Mr. Ocean, I'm... I grew up on Trill. You were on the frontier. But 4% doesn't seem very grateful to me, does it? Not really, no. Well, Mr. Tenari? 4%? Would you be very grateful if the engines were 4% faster? My parents were in the mining business. 4% really isn't that grateful, no. No, of course, I'm talking about 20% of just the increased additional profit. I would not be interested in taking 20% overall, but because what you're charging now versus what you could charge. 20% more in astrocartography is so much more of that map than, yeah. Mm. Yes, I recognize that 20% is more than 4%. I think that, but if you take 20% of the 20% and then you take that out and you divide that by half, then yeah, sure, then you get your 4%. We're talking about the same numbers here, really, at the end of the day. Perhaps, but just maybe from different angles. Perhaps we should see how much speed is saved after your mapping of the nebula is complete before we... Because it's not just... Yes, perhaps we should see see how effective it is. Uh, our prices with the Federation are set. I, I am certainly not attempting to renegotiate my Federation prices, so I guess I'm... Nor am I. I'm just thinking about all the additional profit we can make. Can I make that smile? Hmm. Yes, that we can make. Mm. Mr. Tobor, you are not suggesting a pile be put on the side for my friends on the Dilemma's Christian away from the away from the coffers of Starfleet, are you? No, no. When I say we Starfleet, we though we are blessed by the resources in the great society in which we live in, we do have sometimes off the books needs when dealing with those who are not of the Federation. Being this close to Talarian space, for instance, having some additional resources dedicated for local needs is only a wise and prudent logistical consideration. Commander? I just nod. Logistical consideration, yes, yes. I think I see what you are suggesting, Mr. Tobor, and I would say this, that if your assistance in this matter, uh, that, that at the completion of, of your assistance uh, on this matter, that I would be certainly very grateful, and, and I think that as if the Federation did not already feel that they were the client that certainly got the best treatment from my logistics team, I would certainly make sure that that any requests that came from the Federation in general, but also certainly by Commodore Pritchard and his subordinates was perhaps highly favored by my logistical team, if I understand what it is that you're saying. Because even though the Federation has a lot of resources, it will take us quite a bit of time, effort, and resources to map this nebula. I have to be able to justify its strategic and tactical value to Starfleet Mm. Command. Yes. I am sure that, given what I am proposing, Mr. Tobor, I have no doubt that that the 
increased attention to the strategic and tactical needs of the Federation in this region of space. I think that the adjustment that we would make on the logistical side would be noted favorably. I think it probably about 15% more tactically favorably. Maybe, maybe 8% tactically favorably. 10% and I am done. Well, then... 10% common. Commander. <laughs> then 10% it is, Damon. If I may, Commander? Yes, 10%, Lieutenant. 10%. And I need all of your sensor readouts for your engines from when your ships did attempt to go through. Oh, help yeah. me. We help you help. We'll help you help us help you. 8% of the sensor readings. Those have value. Only to someone who is attempting to secure this nebula. I am surprised that you do not think that it would be worth it to someone who has already said how many resources they would need to go through to complete this task. A savings of resources has no value? That is why I can... Apologies, I had, being a Starfleet officer, just assumed that you would provide all of your sensor data readings as part of your contribution to the success of this joint venture. But my lieutenant is correct. Um, We could do 12 without the sensor readings or 10 with. Mm, 10 with. (laughs) Another mutually beneficial arrangement, Damon. Let us eat. (laughs) And he scoops a big bowl of rot grubs into his bowl and starts chomping away at them voraciously. Yeah. I go in for the uh, the, the squash fruit and like mm-hmm. slice open the full thing and thump. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, 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 is, it is everything that you can imagine a vegetable called the fuzz gourd tastes like. Mm. So Beautiful. Yeah. Next time on Star Trek Preservations. The sense that you get from them is that they do think that there is something unusual about the nebula, but they really don't know what it is. And they're sort of a little intimidated by it. The logs have been digested. Tanari, they, you're, uh, you tasked somebody with kind of reading through the engineering records that you, were, that you received, and they provided you a basically a, like a bullet-pointed snapshot of, of what they see. And there are a variety of things that... that were found by these ships. The nebula itself is is named the Carina Porphyrion. Most interesting in some of the logs are that some ships, as they're passing through the nebula, also experience temporal echoes. Things like persons moving down a hallway, goes to enter a door, and instead of entering the room that they're expecting, they're 50 feet back in the hallway continuing to walk down it. Small temporal loops. It might be worth spending the momentum to see if you can get, like, if they have a consistent orbit. I agree. Commander, thoughts? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, go ahead and get as much information together we can before we arrive. And maybe to try to triangulate a little better, if the captain is willing, send out the both the Eagle and the Kitty Hawk, since they both have enhanced sensors, at a certain distance so that we can get three points of reference as we're approaching the nebula so we can 
essentially triangulate in on some of these locations. <laughs> 